Welcome to the Vibing with Life podcast, brought to you by Chelsea from Chelsea Sturgeon Holistic Therapy and Michelle from Co-Create Your Life. We are both spiritual life coaches, master manifestors and energy healers. At Vibing with Life, we are all about spirituality, energy and of course, high vibrations. Each week, we will be delivering down-to-earth, relatable and practical content, teaching you to understand and co-create your dream life with the universe. We are your straight-talking besties. We'll tell you exactly how it is, with a few cuss words thrown in. So plug in, pay attention and let's go. And don't forget to follow the pod at Vibing With Life, which you can find on Instagram and TikTok. The links will be in the show notes. Hello and welcome back to the Vibrant of Life pod with me, Chelsea and me, Michelle. Hello, my darling. How are you, girl? I am great. How are you? <clears throat> good, thank you, babe. Yeah, good. I love it. Shell, what are we talking about this week? Well, given recent situations, I felt like it would be a really good time to talk about grief. Uh, mm. as an emotion grief as a situation um my nan passed away last week is it last week yeah it's a bit yeah. of a um so I mean and you've been through you know your nana's passing it doesn't even feel like that long ago either so I felt like grief um grief is a good place to start because it's something that we know that whether already or at some point in the future every single one of our listeners is going to experience grief yeah absolutely definitely definitely and I suppose like how we can deal with grief in a more enlightened way in a more Uh spiritual way Uh um I guess like the lessons we've learned as well leading us up to this this year which has had some events yeah (laughs) hasn't it just (laughs) oh my goodness yeah so many events but yeah I think it's let's have a conversation about that and just to say as well that you know grief isn't just losing someone or someone passing away Mm. you can grieve the loss of a relationship or the loss of a situation you know I swear to god I'm still grieving my Mercedes-Benz C-Class Cabaret I really am (laughs) I don't have it anymore I miss that convertible so much (laughs) you do miss things like that though don't you like I'm not materialistic, I swear, she says. But, um, you know, that I say it in jest, but, you know, I'm being serious, that grief is not just when someone passes away. But I feel like for today's setting, mm. let's focus on the grief connected to, with, uh, connected to people leaving this physical world. Absolutely. Right, so where are we starting? What do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about our experiences? Do we want to talk about... Um, the process of the soul like actually leaving like what that means in that spiritual sense where, I think, where should we start I think that um that bit that you've just said about the soul mm. you know the soul the spirit the the unseen part um the non-tangible bit mm. leaving and that journey is something that a lot of people I say a lot of people I shouldn't have said that what I mean is that some people don't have an understanding and an awareness of and I, mm. I, I really do feel like if more people had an understanding um, of what 
you know this physical body is and what the spiritual body is then it, it kind of makes the process of passing away um not easier it's more understandable and and mm. and when you get to the point I mean I don't know about you um how you felt when when your nana's passed away but I felt like that like I lost my dad in and that as well just to touch on that mm. what a term that is mm-hmm. I lost my dad I didn't lose him I haven't lost him why do people say that? It's strange, isn't it? Because it's that understanding of or, or that belief that we're born into that um, in modern times, because obviously this is not an ancient belief. This is mm. a modern belief mm. that we are not with them anymore because mm. they are not physically in their physical body anymore. Mm. That's crazy. So we just said that. Mm. So um, I didn't lose my dad at all. Like I know exactly where he is, but my dad <laughs> passed away um uh, in January this year so when and I feel like that was the first passing where I got to acceptance really quickly mm. but when when you have the the kind of knowledge and the understanding that um that you and I share that get into that acceptance of someone leaving their physical bodies comes much much quicker than it does you know if you yes. don't if you have that I've lost them they've left me you know that they've died they've gone that kind of if you come from that kind of mindset then acceptance which is part of the process and it will come regardless at some point um but it will come uh a little bit later on down the journey if you don't understand the bit that we're going to talk about today yeah I totally agree with that I remember this uh I remember a while back I mean, years and years ago. So my dad's dad uh, was my first grandparent to pass. And that was back in 2007. And I remember um, at the time, uh, it was a total shock because he was really healthy. He was like, uh, he used to be a fitness trainer in the army. So even in his 80s, like this man was like ripped. It was crazy. It was weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's so weird. Um, Bless him. And uh, so he passed and it was a real shock. And I remember being told at the time that it takes five years to grieve, and I'm going to use the word loss, the Mm. loss of um, someone close. Mm. Five years. And I remember uh, believing that and thinking that because it was the first kind of major like grandparent death in my life. And I I remember thinking, yeah, it's going to take five years. And it did take five years. And I mean, almost exactly five years until the day, uh, to the day, I then on that day sort of woke up and thought, you know what, today I actually feel a bit clearer about it. I feel a bit more okay about it. And it was that belief that I'd set in my own head, based on what I'd heard, that it was going to take five years. And so it took five years. Yeah, that's Um, mad. It's so mad. And I mean, it doesn't take five years. You know, you, you've heard our podcast on time. Time is is a concept. Time mm-hmm. isn't, a, you know, you don't have to grieve for X amount of time in a certain way. Um, your beliefs and your understanding of not only the journey of the soul, but also of um, what time is. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, it can totally change and transform your experience with this thing we call grief, can't it? Yeah, <clears throat> I completely agree with that. But on that note, I feel that you just really touched on something there, Chelsea, when you was talking about, um, you know, the programming of being told that it takes five years. Mm. And then so to the day, five years later, you were suddenly like, actually, do you know what? This is, I'm all right. I understand. You know, you come to that point of acceptance. 
but if you had been told it takes six months or if you had been told that it takes a year then six months yeah. or a year later you would have been like woke up one day boom okay morning yeah it's fine yeah, now up, yeah <clears throat> it's uh, <clears throat> it's crazy so it's so true yeah <clears throat> I feel I mean when you get to a point that you kind of understand the physical body in a such as like a physical vessel it makes the the grief and the you know the experience of going from one from one version of you in inverted commas to another version of you it makes that easier and ultimately I feel it's just it's just part of the journey it's inevitable for everybody Mm. that is one thing that we can say is guaranteed there's not many things that are guaranteed in life um and that is definitely one of them you know what I find so fascinating as well is um two things really is one is that how it's changed so I I'm a soul midwife I teach soul midwifery and that's uh teaching people to to help others cross over and to help them have a peaceful death um and the the two things that shocked me the most first of all the first one is um how our relationship with death has changed so much over time because we went from being a space where we accepted that our ancestors formed part of our uh, current life we mm-hmm. revered them respected them we learned from them and in, in a in a way we we don't now mm-hmm. um and the other thing is the fear the fear of death is so strong oh, now and yes. it, it's madness because and, and what I always think of as well is you know we don't remember being born you know being no. born must be quite um an interesting experience for a soul because it's, mm. a, it's a huge transition if you're floating mm. around in kind of like I don't know the higher planes of light and the next minute you're being born into a physical crying body where yeah. all of a sudden you you need to be looked after yeah. rather than just yeah. being you know a still being you're now something transient yeah um we don't remember it we don't remember birth um you know, we, we don't remember any difficulties we experienced like, during that time. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, we can have birth trauma that needs to be dealt with, you know. Oh, God, that is definitely a whole other podcast for another day. But yes, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, you know, in our physical, in our conscious memory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we don't remember that. So why do we think death is any different? You know, it's exactly the same process. It's just rather than coming into the physical world from the spiritual world, we are leaving the physical world mm. and going into the spiritual world. It is the definition of a life cycle. Yeah. I think that um, for, again, it's it's part of going back to what you just said about the programming stuff. It's that programming that we're in this physical body and, and death is scary. It's something to be scared of. It's something to fear. But... And we will, if you don't mind, I'd like to touch on that soul midwifery um, in a little bit more depth in a sec. But talking about that soul midwifery, it's it's not necessarily, um, it doesn't have to be a scary thing, but we're programmed to think that it's something to fear. It's going to hurt or we, it's the mm. unknown. We don't know what happens. And genuinely, we do know. Um, it's nothing like any of the other stuff that we've forgotten as spiritual beings being um, in our physical bodies. We do know what happens when we pass. We just can't remember. We've forgotten. Yeah. And yeah. and it's that that fear of the unknown that that gives makes people scared to pass. It's nothing to be scared of. It's it's 
completely normal. It's going to happen, like I just said, whether we like it or not. Um, and it, you know, it just, it just doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be feared. And I feel like what you do with the soul midwifery is you kind of take that element of fear out of it for, for the people that, you know, the family members, the relatives that are left, but also for the person. Because I mm. remember when, <clears throat> God, sorry, throat chakra, still not great since yesterday. It's clearing. Um, <laughs> I remember when my, when we thought that my nanny was going to pass in March mm. or February. When was it both? Was it March or February when I first? I think it was March. It was March. just after my nana, yeah. And, um, and you know, you was talking me through the steps of what to do. And, um, and that, but there was no fear that <clears throat> for me, it was definitely not fear. It was more of a controlling thing. Like I need to make sure that because I know what I know, that nanny needs to be in the best space possible for her because, mm. you know, the, my family don't all have the same beliefs that I have and mm. it can be quite chaotic and I didn't want her to be in that chaotic environment when she's crossing from physical to non-physical um again because of you know just I just wanted it to be calm for her so it's just you know knowing what you know the information that you've got um understanding it and and then putting certain things into practice um grief as well is it's an emotion it's no different to fear or anger or happiness or sadness. It is an emotion. Um, mm. It comes with a physical experience, whereas uh, like a particular physical experience, should I say, whereas yeah. like happiness, joy, love can come from lots of different experiences. Grief is always mm. that. Um, it always comes with, a, I'm going to say it again, loss. It always comes with a loss of something. Yeah. And it's and it, it, no different to uh anger it's uh it's an emotion that you can change if you choose to mm, absolutely you don't have to experience grief on a on a negative scale at all if you choose to just know that you're choosing to um but if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change <laughs> I love that I love that so much do you know what actually you've made such a good point there as well which is that um and it is really jumped out at me is that grief is as you said the same as other emotions it's the same it's you know it's on a scale with other emotions um and you can have so many different ways of experiencing happiness uh joy love gratitude mm-hmm. um but actually I wonder if that's the that's the crux maybe of grief is that there are more limited or we understand it to be a more limited um pathway to that emotion or that vibration of grief when actually if we expanded our understanding of what grief is and grief is change then perhaps it too would hold less of a um a lower vibrational hold on us light bulb Isn't it? I did stage. Wow. Yeah, babe. That's so powerful. It's not a loss. It's a change. I am. I remember 2016. You've heard me talk about this on the pod before. Best and worst year of my life. Lost my granddad right before my wedding. And I remember sitting in the funeral home um, for. So in Ireland, the wake is slightly different. It's um, it's the time before the funeral where uh, uh-huh. either the the body can be viewed or the coffin can be viewed, whatever. So we were in the at the wake, and um, and I remember uh, there was a 
like a oh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it was like a sort of piece of cloth over um over like a lectern in there. And it said, um, life is changed, not taken away. And mm. I, I mean, I've got goosebumps even Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it just I remember seeing it and, and genuinely, you know, my granddad, I've spoken about it so many times, like another dad to me. I, I adored the bones of him. I now adore the spirit of him, as I'd say. But, um, you know, that that phrase changed my life in that moment in that I saw it and I thought, yeah, I feel he's been taken away from me. But actually, no, he hasn't been taken away from me. It's just changed the way that we have our, and it's the same as what you said with your dad. You know, the, the way that you interact now is different, but it's not gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And, it, you know, it all comes back to to energy, really. You know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It's But it can transform, it can transmute, it can go from one form to another, energy changing form. So it, it's, and it's just gone from a physical, tangible form to a non-physical, non-tangible, linear form. And yeah. it doesn't mean that he, as a person, if you really want to have that kind of label, has gone anywhere. Like, your granddad's still here. Mm. It's just, you can't pick up the physical phone anymore. <laughs> you might have to use a different phone. <laughs> yeah, now we use our Claire audience. Yes, exactly. Now we have a different <laughs> form of communication, but... <clears throat> yeah change is that's really powerful babe that's honestly that's a proper light bulb moment um and again it's it's all about that you know your perception the way you see things if you want to see it as a negative thing if you want to see it as uh, a difficult thing then you know go ahead you can do that it's it's going to be easier for you but if you start to look at it differently and from this kind of aspect it just changes the whole game it really does change the whole game. And fear is a fucked up emotion. It really is. Because mm. it's so consuming, so controlling. But when you start to look at things um, <clears throat> from a different perspective, now fear's not there anymore. I mm. remember having a conversation with one of my girlfriends about a year ago. And, um, you know, we're really close and she's also got children. And she said to me, we was having a conversation about, I don't know, we was talking about us dying or... Something, yeah, we were talking about our physical, um, she also has uh, an understanding of the physical and non-physical, right? Anyway, and she was basically saying that one of her biggest fears was leaving her children if she was to pass uh, or leaving her child. <clears throat> and I was just like, no, I don't, I don't have no fear around that at all. I don't have no fear about leaving anybody. Like, you decided to stay on this earth plane, that's your business, I'm off. <laughs> I have no more business on this earth plane in this 3D reality. Ta-da, I'm outside. So I don't, um, but it's even, you know, the fear of passing was not her fear. It was the fear of leaving her her baby. Um, and, you know, I get that, but <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's just fear. It's just, the, you know, you have a fear of physical passing, your fear of what's going to happen after. You just don't need to have fear. Um, that said, <clears throat> I'm so sorry about this. I don't know what's going on here. I've got this a client. Real life. I wonder if it's theirs. I always, mm. whenever something goes wrong for me, not wrong, but whenever I have an issue with any of the chakras, I'm like, it's not me. It must be someone else's energy I'm picking up on. Complete Preparing denial. Later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Charles, can you? A lot of people may not know what soul midwifery is. Mm. Can you kind of um, explain it as if 
I didn't know what it was you know what do you do how do you do it what's the benefits of it you know how does it work give me an idea about it so a cell midwife, much like a regular midwife that we'd be, uh, you know, familiar with as, as assisting in a birth is um, somebody who assists in the process of passing. So like a midwife would help bring somebody into the world, a soul midwife helps to deliver somebody out of the world. Um, and their role is it's very, very changeable, to be honest. Um, it depends entirely at what stage you uh, are involved in the dying process or you know what the person wants to know and does know about the process of death but um in your kind of like very straightforward scenario um a soul midwife would normally come into play when either somebody is elderly and they're aware that they are going to pass or somebody is terminally ill and they're aware that they are going to pass mm-hmm. um and their role will be to help prepare that person really for what that journey means so it's all about explaining how the soul leaves the body um to be fair we could do an entire podcast on that maybe we should actually maybe just skim on it because just as you said that about how the soul leaves the body I was like this this is not something that you can explain in 30 seconds so (laughs) so let's do a whole another podcast on soul midwifery even if it's like a half one um because it's so it's really is so interesting it really is so interesting um and you know your knowledge is really second to none but yeah we will definitely maybe even follow this one and do another podcast on what is. Is yeah. in detail. but yeah just just as an outline yeah when the soul leaves the body sorry babe so no it's all right so so it's when the soul leaves the body preparing them for what they want during their dying process so you know do, what do you want so it's making a plan really mm-hmm. how do you want to die what do you want um we can talk in detail in another pod about like what's involved in that um but but mostly and really, the whole purpose of a soul midwife is to take away the fear of dying mm, by explaining. Yeah. And it's by explaining what's involved, what to expect. And that's not only for the person experiencing the, the transition of death, um, but also for the family members who are experiencing that too. Um, and so it's a really beautiful way, I think, of us as physical beings taking a little bit more control over this and I'll always say it like this taking a little bit more control over this transition we mm-hmm. know as death um because once you take away the meaning of death and death being an ending um and replace that with transition straight away you're actually wow. removing the vibration of fear that's <clears throat> I've got goosebumps that's so powerful and even as you just said death I was thinking about the death card in the tarot deck um mm. and it you know people were like oh shit it's not oh shit it's literally transition transition I love and death that card. of a situation yeah me too that's a lie I don't <laughs> it's not my favorite card in the world it's better than a tower for me that's for sure but anyway um it's, <laughs> it's 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 a transition it's the whole thing is a transition it's it's going from from back from physical to non-physical it doesn't need to be yeah doesn't need to be this big scary thing so how do you so you know we've both had people that have passed uh passed away really recently how do you deal with grief what's you know as Chelsea what do you do you have like a you know like a procedure do you how do you come to acceptance what do you do well that's a really good question Shell actually um and I'd be so interested for anyone listening to share their stories with us too actually on that Mm. um so for me personally, so I've I've lost both nans this year, one in February and one in May. 
Um, in February, I was with my nana in the hospital, going through each of the phases of soul midwifery with her and had that time to kind of prepare her for her transition. Um, and I have to say, just actually doing that and putting those those things in place um, and really knowing that she'd had enough and she was ready to go um, was huge for me in um, accepting her transition. And I would say bit like you said about your dad I very very uncharacteristically had accepted her passing within a few days um yeah and it almost feels a little bit wrong um you'll probably know this it almost feels a little bit wrong in a way because you're kind of like oh my gosh um you know maybe I should be feeling slightly different right now um but you know that that's what happened and so I think actually having that process of soul midwifery for my nana was the thing that's helped me with my other nan who passed in May it happened a lot more quickly it was a bit more of a shock um and I was really holding on to her for dear life um because one I just adored adore her still do um but two she was my last grandparent I'm getting Mm. emotional talking about it but so it's been a, a totally different experience actually losing her and I, I was able to do some of the soul midwifery stuff for her and I was able to be with her when she passed, um, which is, you know, a, a, such a gift. However, I have struggled more with the acceptance of her passing. And part of that, if I'm being totally honest with you, I know she's made her transition. My my faith and my belief in energy and the universe and everything is strong. I know she's transitioned. She sent me signs. She sent me butterflies. Uh-huh. She sent me everything you can imagine. I mean, literally, I saw her initials in clouds. Um, I'll wow. have to pop that up on our Instagram to show oh, you. Yes, my, please. My, yeah, both my grandparents' initials came up at J and a C in the clouds when we were on the way to the funeral. Yes, um, <laughs> so I know in no uncertain terms that, that that she's transitioned. However, I'm not willing to let her go yet. And so actually um, what I'm doing right now is I am looking at my thoughts around it Mm. and I am starting to reshape them into what we've been talking about, which is because my immediate thoughts right now were she's gone, Mm. I've lost her, Mm. I'm devastated, Um, which is all true uh, in a way. But in another way, actually, what I'm doing is I'm getting in touch with what I truly, truly believe, which is that, no, I haven't lost her. She's always with me. Um, And it's just upgrading myself and upgrading my thoughts. And I think that, you know, will apply to a lot of people listening is that it's something you can consciously change. And that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. But what about you, babe? Because like you said, you've been you've had these experiences this year as well and much more recently. Uh, so I I feel like my initial response to someone passing has always been action so that's how I and this is even you know knowing what I know it's always been to be busy go 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 straight away got shit to do got funeral to organize got things to, to sort out things to put in place that was always my initial response but when my dad passed away and that opportunity of go, go, go was taken away from me because I wasn't in a position to do what I normally do, which is arrange everything, make sure everything's sorted. I couldn't do that for my dad. 
And because I couldn't do that, I had then the space, I feel like to sit and get an acceptance much quicker. I do also feel like the acceptance for me with each, when I think about every person that I've lost, the acceptance has, has come at different stages. And the reason for that would be the because of the relationship that I had with the person. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the relationship I had. It depends on, on whether I feel like I fulfilled my duty as such or, yeah. you know, if, if there was a duty to fulfill or if I feel like I played my part. If there's any kind of um, <clears throat> guilt, um, regret around the person, mm-hmm. it takes so much longer. Oh, oh my so gosh. I, it takes so much longer. Um so, so I, but with my dad, I knew that, you know, I had just been looking after you for months and I'd done everything I physically could to look after him, to let him know that I loved him, to make sure that he was comfortable. Um, so when he did pass, as much as I didn't have that go, 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 which I would normally fall back on, I was still able to get to acceptance much sooner than I would have if I didn't, if, you know, if I had made the decision, actually, daddy, I can't come and look after you. Because then I would have regret, and oh, when I say regret is such a, it's probably one of the worst emotions I've ever experienced. <clears throat> it really yeah. is. So for me, it's the 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 busyness of it, and then the come down normally will come once the funeral's done, and then there's nothing else to organise. And but what I'm finding is that since my dad has passed, the the acceptance bit is getting sooner and sooner. So obviously I had dad, and now I've had nanny. Um, mm. because again with Nanny I don't you know I've not organised that funeral it's been done already I don't have anything I mean I've got a few responsibilities within the service but not it's not falling on me I don't have things you know, that the whole service to organise anymore so I've come to acceptance and I'll tell you something funny yeah I've cried but also a separate podcast I'm in the process of moving countries um, mm. but I've not cried for my Nana passing when my mum called me and told me I didn't cry, um, mm. I don't feel like I had that. I have that sad emotion around her passing. My emotions of feeling negative and like sad as such are more around the fact that we're doing this again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's it's more like a it's selfish. It's it's like me me me. Like I don't I don't want to do this again. Why have I got to go through this again? Uh, but yeah, the, the acceptance, because I know that, you know, my nanny was, she was 80, she would have been 89 on Saturday, just gone. So she was basically 89 years old. She lived a good life. Um, she was very true to herself. She taught me so much. And she was very, very uncomfortable towards the end of her life, knowing that mm. she's not having that physical experience anymore of that being uncomfortable and being in pain. I'm happy. Yeah. Go, honestly, do. A- I'm glad you've gone, because yeah. that was not okay for, for you or for the family to see the big one that yeah it was huge it is huge but the acceptance of it and the understanding of what happens when you go back to non-physical um makes it does make it so much easier but um just touching on grief again I don't know if I I don't think I've said this yet when was it my granddad passed I can't remember and I won't mention names but I'm sure at some point she will listen to this one of my girlfriends said to me grief is such a selfish emotion it's so self you're not grieving because the person's not here anymore you're grieving because the, of the effects that that person not being here has on you mm. you and I don't want to lose them and I'm going to not have them 
in my life. We're not grieving for the person. Grief is not for the person that's passed. Grief is for us. It's such a selfish emotion. When she said that to me, I was like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It it really has helped. It's so basically I'm now, now when you look at it from that perspective, now I'm grieving for me. I'm not grieving for them. I'm grieving for myself. That's so true. That's so true. And you know what as well? Like they're in paradise. Like they're floating Uh around the best time. (laughs) Oh, don't. Like, honestly, we're the ones still on the wheel. That's why we're grieving. We're still on the wheel of life. We're jealous. (laughs) And it's so funny. And don't get me wrong. I'm not. um, (laughs) We've had this conversation so many times before. I'm not ungrateful for the physical experience. But (laughs) but bitch, sometimes it's just really (laughs) testing. And I would much rather not be having this physical experience. But um, I'm grateful for it. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to do anything about it or anything like that but what I'm saying is that we do need to understand that they are in you know they have that they've gone to a better place they really have gone to a better place please believe that is the truth they are so smug right now like they're looking at us thinking oh you poor cow you're still down there (laughs) oh look at you down there struggling I think there's one last thing I really want to touch on if it's okay with you and and uh, I'm sure we've both had experiences of this where I've had um clients before who have been so um consumed by grief that mm-hmm. they can't move forward in their life and I suppose really Shell, I just want to ask you whether um you know, there's something, some words of advice that you can give for anyone who might be listening who, you know, and we're not, you know, the aim of this podcast is never to take away from your experience and your grief. It's always just to try and encourage you to see it in a different way so that you can have this physical experience in a more positive light. And so if you are in that space now where you're really, really consumed with grief and you're finding it difficult to move forward, what shell would you suggest is a good way to maybe even start just starting to lift that vibration slightly that's a really good question darling Um, and you're absolutely right it does depending on the person the position they held in your life your relationship uh, how they passed you know there's so many different things and it's not one size fits all at all by any Mm. by any stretch of the imagination it really isn't but you know if you're finding that you are consumed with grief um you know I would always I would always think that you know if you're in a position where you are so consumed and so upset I'm going to jump to assuming that the relationship that you had with the person was kind of close Mm. that is not what their spirit would want for you Mm. that that um that memory of of them passing or that memory of the position that they held in your life hanging on to that and not then living your own life is almost, I'm just going to say, it's almost disrespectful for whatever yeah. reason that that person is not here anymore. Now they're gone. They haven't got their physical life anymore. You've still got yours, but you're choosing to sit there and dwell on the fact that they're not here. So now you're missing all beautiful opportunities and to, to make the most of your physical life whilst you're still here. Mm-hmm. But instead of sitting there dwelling on, what's what's not physical anymore and I know that that's going to sound really harsh if there's someone that's gone through something really traumatic and I'm really not being disrespectful um I'm just being honest this physical life really is a gift and Mm. once you understand you know the stuff that 
uh, Chelsea and I teach and energy and manifestation and, you know, the beauty that is this physical life. I mean, even from what we just said, you know, sometimes like, ah, um, it's not all, you know, uh, sunsets and rainbows. It's not, but it still is beautiful. And I do really feel like when you start to see it for the beauty that this physical life is, it makes it easier to kind of make that disconnect from the person that has passed over and start to look forward. And another thing that I would say is you're never going to jump from grief to joy. Like mm. on the vibrational scale, it's never going to go from so low down to so high up. Don't try because that's going to put more pressure on you. It's mm. going to make you feel like you failed. Then you go into fear. Then you're back down to the bottom of the vibrational scale what I would recommend is always just a little bit better. Just do one thing, just just mm. step out of it ever so slightly and then, you know, make small steps because small steps um, are more sustainable, more they'll stay stick rather than this up and down fucking yo-yo shit that we tend to do when we're <laughs> dealing with crazy emotions. <laughs> so yeah, just, um, just, you know, sit in gratitude like we've had this conversation before on another podcast yes be grateful that you had someone in your life that you are now missing with your soul I've got goosebumps so grateful that you had that person in your life whatever you know however they left this physical plane whatever the trauma was surrounding them going from physical to non-physical the gratitude that you had that person in your life will help you and that is what I've got to say about that because I'll I love that. Oh my gosh. I love it when you say literally the exact thing that's running through my head. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same, babe. I know, it's ridiculous. We even sound the same. So uh, the only one thing I want to add to that, because I think that's perfect, is um, just remember they were here to teach you a lesson. Um, <sighs> and that might have been a beautiful lesson of love and cherishing and comfort. Um, or it might have been a harder lesson mm-hmm. um, but the point is you don't need to continuously punish yourself in this low vibration uh, to honor them to be grateful for that experience you can actually honor that by taking a little like you said Shell, a little step forward um, and exploring actually what the result of learning that lesson is which will always be a beautiful thing always because this whole physical journey is about lessons that's it. I think we should tie that up there. What do you think, girl? Drops my leave stage. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was an absolute pleasure to have your ears. Um, leave us a review so that we can reach more people. Um, we will follow our podcast at Vibin, V-I-B-I-N, with life on Instagram. Are we still on TikTok? I don't think we've quite got there yet, but we might have done by the time you hear this. By the time you hear this, that might have gone. So have a look for us on TikTok as well. We're not, neither of us are really TikTok. Uh, It's not our forte. Social media, technology in general isn't our forte, but (laughs) hey-ho. We need carrier pigeons at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us, leave us a review. Don't forget to tune in next week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.